1: Eat, sleep, fantasy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast. Of course, it's Wednesday. That means it's none other than Best Ball Wednesday. This pod is presented to you by Underdog Fantasy. We appreciate their support. Guys, if you have not downloaded the app, make sure you do it because we're going to be talking about a lot of the pretty cool features later today, as, long as, as well as Best Ball. Um, strategy and activity that, uh, that you need to know uh, as far as winning any best ball league, whether it be, you know, dynasty best ball, which I know some of you are in, or maybe even just a, you know, fun, fun three-man uh, redraft best ball leagues. Uh, before we get started, though, the one and only Mikey Henninger, uh, man, I, I stutter on his name because I'm afraid I'm going to get it wrong, but I think I got it right. Mikey, uh, thanks for joining us again today, a partner in crime when it comes to Amen. best ball
0: yeah dude how's it uh how's it going? I think you you're not alone there. I think everybody stutters with my last name, including myself usually yeah. so it, I
1: will uh, we have uh we're gonna be doing best ball pods you know throughout the off season and probably shifting a little bit towards some DFS stuff on this Wednesday mornings. Um, so stay tuned. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, so stay tuned with us. We're gonna give you tons of content and uh, just overall good info, Mikey, if you missed last Wednesday's episode. We broke down a lot of Mikey's drafts. He's in hundreds and hundreds, literally hundreds and hundreds (laughs) of best ball leagues. Um, So not only can he give awesome strategy advice, but also uh, there's no one better to know what's going on in these drafts than him. And uh, he's a kind of a spreadsheet nerd. And so you tell him something and he (laughs) will control F to find uh, the exact league he's in and tell you all about it.
0: Uh, oh, that's what control F means. Uh, <laughs> see, I was applying a completely different meaning to that. All right, moving on. Um,
1: so nothing really going on big time. We won't really go into, uh, diving into anything crazy. It is, uh, awesome NBA action, uh, for those who follow the NBA. Uh, I'm loving it. I know Mikey, your uh, Milwaukee bucks are standing strong, uh, which is uh, good to see. Yes, I think, that, uh, the Greek freak, just one defensive player of the year. I, I read. I got the alert earlier, so that's awesome.
0: That's anyway. that's just the appetizer award. We got the main entree of MVP coming up. Uh, yeah, shortly. So, that's gonna be, yeah. that's gonna be interesting.
1: We'll I, going. It's gonna be really interesting to see how that shakes out. I mean, he's uh, he's definitely he deserving. Um, but I'm a big LeBron guy. I'm a big big LeBron guy. And, uh, I knew I knew you were gonna say that. All
0: right. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in. It's been fun. I'm <laughs> out of here. Is... <laughs> um,
1: you know he uh. I will say the Bucks, man. When he plays really, really well, the Bucks are unstoppable. unstoppable. Um, they have a deep, they have a good team, not a great team. Uh, but when he plays really well, it's really hard to beat the Bucks. So we'll that
0: see. is my biggest fear, dude. They they do have a good team, and that's because of Giannis. He's got yeah. like he's got no help. And my biggest fear as a Milwaukee Bucks fan is that he's going to go all lebron james in his first tour of cleveland and lose faith in the organization mm-hmm. because we can't get the guy any any help yeah. i agree that they're not a great team he needs a really strong second yeah. you know second fiddle and i I just don't think middleton's that guy yeah yeah he's
1: not um i mean but then you know you saw you know speaking of lebron you know you you've seen him kind of do it by himself you know and and bring these you know role players don't wince at me he lebron he's been to what nine finals i mean he didn't you know, Kevin Love. I mean. Yeah,
0: yeah, role player, Dwayne Wade, and yeah, for <laughs> sure, totally. Uh,
1: I am a Miami Heat guy, by the way. So um, the Heat yeah. uh, have a good chance of putting up a really good fight against the Bucks. But that's enough NBA talk, I guess, because a lot of these NFL people that are listening, they're they're already probably already tuned. Us they're out. probably
0: tuned out. We lost everybody already, we, but we lost
1: sixty percent of our audience already.
0: Um, I mean, that's on you. I mean, Milwaukee Bucks aren't usually great radio. You know, yeah, radio
1: yeah, exactly. talk. So Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, they don't even talk Milwaukee Bucks and Milwaukee, much less on a uh, nope. national. We do
0: now, but the first 30 years <laughs> of my life, no
1: way. <laughs> um, anyways, so yeah, we're going to be talking a lot about best ball. So I'm going to be going through a really cool draft that I just did on Underdog Fantasy. Uh, if you guys don't know, so there's all kinds of different drafts. You could, on Underdog Fantasy, on the app, you can do a three person or three team draft. Which kind of sounds ridiculous, but if you're like me and you know, you thats a you, shit show, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, 10 or 15 minutes of your time, you could draft for like you know, you, I, did a, I did a couple three-dollar, three-team three drafts, and literally, um, I went upstairs to make the bed, um, like before bed, like I, you know, I had to change the sheets and everything, and uh, and whoa, I just whoa,
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Make the bed before bed? Is that what
1: you just said? Okay, I shouldn't – I meant like, okay, so – this is probably isn't even worth talking. Like one time – like two days ago, my wife threw all the sheets in the dryer or in the washer and dryer, and we didn't make the bed like until we had to actually go to bed, and we're like, fuck, Uh, the sheets are on the bed. So I had to take it. That kind of makes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. So – All right. I'll let you pass on this one. Yeah, so anyways, I volunteered to make the bed, so I just went upstairs and got on my phone – For 15 minutes, I made the bed really slow while I drafted. Um, That's a lot of my life, by the way, if you guys don't know. Uh, Just hiding. So I'm going to go through my three-team draft and go talk about a a lot of what we – a lot of what I did and what Mikey thinks about my strategy because there is a different strategy in the three-team. And then Mikey has done a 12-team, right, Uh, uh, just a typical Mm -hmm. 12-team. best ball. Yeah,
0: I've done I've done a bunch of 10 teams this year, and I actually run a couple of uh, my own, like, manually made best balls uh, involving 12 teams, but I'd say the majority of my leagues have been 10-team and 12-team, which even those two have different strategies, so that definitely goes for three- and six-person uh, best ball leagues.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, one thing I do want to say, uh, if you guys... Don't know. Um, Eat, sleep, fantasy is a podcast that you're listening to. We appreciate you downloading and listening at Eat Sleep F on Twitter. You can find Mikey at some weird Twitter handle. What was it, Mikey?
0: <laughs> I changed it after last week, so is we it? told everybody to go follow it, and then I changed it. Yeah, now it's just B B F F Mikey. That doesn't seem too oh, bad. That's right? so no, much better. I lost better. the underscore. That's good. Yeah, I dropped the underscore. Underscore but
1: seems like really I'm, uh 90s. To have in your Twitter
0: handle. I, dude, when I put it, it made sense, right? Because you get the little space that sure. kind of like separates a little bit, but then you say it out loud on a podcast and you're like, this is dumb. Like <laughs> I got to change this right now. So BBFF, Mikey. BBFF. Anything you guys need to know about basketball. I mean,
1: I've played it and I can help, you know, obviously i love talking about it and I can help where I can, but um, I definitely recommend Mikey as a follow and definitely, I mean, he will probably answer anything uh, that you shoot over to them too. So use that to your advantage. Totally. Yeah. Uh, we'll love it. Cool. All right. So Mikey, let me go through um, my, I will I kind of go through the overall feel of what this three per three team draft look like. It was only for three bucks, but there's all kinds of different, you know, betting um, increments that you can do, but this is just a quick little $3 one. And I, I actually like doing that because I could do a bunch of them and not waste a ton of money. So, yeah, I mean, last yep. year or the year before, I don't know, I I did, like, $53 drafts, and it seemed like a lot, but I was like, hey, you know, at the end of the year, I had a little, um, you know, a little bit of money, right. up, you know, so it was fun.
0: Well, my, so, shockingly, the wife actually tuned into the podcast last week, which I, she doesn't care, she could care less about any of this stuff, and then she heard that I did 281 drafts, and she immediately started checking our bank account, I'm like, relax, they're all... Very low amount. I mean, most of them are very low amounts, but yeah, that's, I'm right there with you, dude. The the cheaper you go, the more volume you can, uh, you can feel good about doing.
1: Yeah. And no, that's what you say. Babe, I got it. Don't worry. I'm going to win most of these. It's fine.
0: Right. I win one of these and it pays for 10. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so let's, uh. I'll, I'll kind of go through mine. I'm going to talk about the things that I've seen. Um, in a couple of my drafts and then i'll kind of go through i won't go through pick by pick because that's going to be boring but i will talk about some of the things that maybe you guys should be looking out for um one is through the first nine picks of the draft so between you know after the first three rounds the nine picks there were seven running backs taken six in a row to start off so the main guys right mccaffrey barkley zeke cook those guys Edwards Hilaire actually was taken and, uh, and Derrick Henry. Um, so that's one thing that, you know, I think you need to go definitely zero, whatever you call it now, I don't know, zero wide receiver, at least for two or three rounds to get those top. If you, you know, you have the ability to get a top two, two or the top five running backs, right? You have that chance in the first two rounds. So I would suggest definitely doing that. Other thing I would say is wait as long as you possibly can on quarterbacks. Uh, most people will probably take two quarterbacks. Most of my league, most will take two. Some will take three. But even though in a three-quarterback, I have a three-team league, you're only looking at a possible, you know, you're going to get a top 10 quarterback no matter what. Um, what do you think about the quarterback situation in these three-team leagues, Mikey?
0: Yeah, so, so here's the thing with these. With, so with underdog, you're dealing with 18 rounds and there's some sites out there that you do 20. And I believe there's actually somewhere you go further than that. So you need to be really, really careful about how you construct your team. Um, now, the thing with doing a three person best ball league is that still, you're only starting one quarterback um so like you said yes the the idea is to wait you want to wait as long as you can I've literally had drafts where I wait until round 16 to take my first one and then I go 16 17 18 on quarterbacks um in general whether I go with two or whether I go with three largely depends on the first one or the first two quarterbacks that I get so if I get one of To me, there's a drop-off after Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the very end of – which is so weird to say after knowing who Aaron Rodgers has been all these years. But he's – to me, Aaron Rodgers is the tail end of the, like, top-tier, high-level, let's call it elite, even if that might not be the case here. So if I can get one of them, I'm probably going to feel comfortable getting – going with two if I can get a strong – you know, QB two, that makes me comfortable. But if not, I definitely want to go for three because there is a little bit of an advantage there. Only problem is that it hurts the rest of your roster construction because now you got to come down on running back, receiver, tight end. I try to shoot for two, but sometimes it's three.
1: Yep. I mean, you know, like you mentioned, uh, underdog fantasy, they have 18 rounds. So in the 15th and 16th round, I ended up getting Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson as my two quarterbacks. So I waited, waited, waited. And it's like, okay, you know, I can get Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson in 15 and 16, or you can get Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson in six or.
0: Yeah. No, Patrick no,
1: Mahomes in fourth. So. Right, yeah, for sure. If i, if I go ahead.
0: Yeah. If I'm, if I'm you, I'm definitely going, if I got Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray, I'm calling it right there. Like I, I'm good with those two. I should feel comfortable with the output that I'm going to get every single week right there. Yeah. Um, You know, depending on what the rest of your lineup looks like, maybe you can grab a third one, but I'd be totally comfortable with those two. Those are two elite, uh, you know, top-tier, top-level quarterbacks that, you know, you you got two top ten guys. You don't need more than that.
1: Right, right. Um, So my running backs ended up – my first two rounds, I went running back, running back. I got Zeke and Cook. Uh, My other running backs, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Todd Gurley, Chris Carson. And my very last pick was Melvin Gordon.
0: Uh, just to kind of give you guys an idea. But so you, you got, so wait, you went Zeke, Galvin Cook, which are, by the way, two top five picks. So that's yeah. a great, uh, great start. And then what were the next two? Eckler uh, and.
1: Uh, no, I'm sorry, Joe Chubb. Mixon. I don't, I don't think I said Mixon. Mixon, Chubb, and Eckler.
0: Oh, God. Well, Mixon's yeah. one of my favorite he's probably my favorite pick in the first round this year in general. Cause I think he's a dark horse to finish the RB one overall. Right. So you, you essentially walked out of that, out of that first four rounds with four running backs that go in the first 15 picks, which is right. It's but, kind of insane when you think about a three person league.
1: Yeah. Well, no, in the sixth round, I got Joe Mixon. So I went Zeke, hook oh. Devonte Adams, Tyree kill George Kittle and Joe Mixon. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty crazy. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, three team leagues. So, I mean, these do seem crazy, but when you really, you can really look at the, like, I don't know what you'd call it, like a micro strategy. Like, really, you got to really look at this and figure out, um, basically, it's a position game. What positions are you taking, in, in my eyes? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, let's get those top tier running backs first and then go after a couple of, you know, wide receivers that can hit big. That's why I got Tyreek Hill. Um, I do have a lot of faith in De- Devontae Adams this year, um, yep. and then you know DeAndre Hopkins went. Let's see, nineteenth uh, overall. Uh, no, actually, I'm sorry, twenty first overall. So I got him. So overall, I was really happy with it. Um, I was kind of mad yep. at myself. I-, I ended up getting AJ Brown over DJ Chark, and eh, I mean, I guess you can kind of flip a coin there. I-, I find myself getting a lot of AJ Brown, and uh, and I got yeah. Terrell
0: so here, here's the part where I think that part might, might bite you. And keep take this with a grain of salt because I'm not you, like I'm not staring at numbers. I don't have my spreadsheets pulled up. So I, I don't necessarily have the evidence to back this up, but DJ Chark, if I'm not mistaken, is one of those guys that like randomly mixes in those gigantic weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like if he, if he has one of those crazy 40 point weeks, that's going to be one of the weeks that he does outscore Devonte Adams or Tyreek or, you know, Deandre Hopkins or some of those other guys you said, whereas, A.J. Brown is probably going to be a very solid and, like, consistent option, but I'm I'm wondering how many of those explosive weeks he's going to have on limited pass volume. Then again, the Jaguars probably won't be throwing it all that much either, but um, Chark is just one of those guys in best ball that just has those random explosions that would – like, in any other week, you're not starting him over Devontae Adams, but the key with best ball is when he gets that 40-point week, Adams might take a seat that week if he – assuming he doesn't get you 40.
1: Right, right. And and so in these smaller leagues, I think just looking back, I'm thinking that consistency kind of thrown out the window because you're going to get top guys, right? You're going to have six or seven top 20 guys, right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe 10 top 30 guys. So you're really looking at who's going to pop because you're going to get those numbers no matter what. Now you just got to look, yep. you know, for, for those, you know, long touchdowns that, you know, the long, easy touchdowns from Tyreek Hill or, um, yep. you know, Terry McLaurin, things your, like
0: that. Your number one goal with a three person best ball draft is finding those spike weeks. Like you, like you just said, if you have, if you draft six running backs and Joe Mixon is your fifth, you don't need safety. You don't need consistency. You don't need a good floor. You need guys who are going to smash ceilings because right even when you have a a quote unquote bad week, you're going to have running backs that get you 20 points. That's not going to cut it in a three man league. You got to, you know, you're going to need those 30, 40 point weeks. You really, instead of thinking in terms of season long fantasy points and season long, you know, options, think of it as who, you know, in any given week who's just going to randomly blow up and I don't even have to think about it.
1: Right. Exactly. And, you know, I think a big part too is, um, you know, especially deep in, in these smaller leagues, you know, even if you're looking deep, you're okay with a guy hitting really big twice in that year. Right. Cause like, mm-hmm. you have, that's you it yeah. already. So, you know, whoever that could be, you know, I got Melvin Gordon really late. It's like, yeah, he could easily have a three touchdown game one week. He might not be the 125 yards touchdown guy that, you know, we're used to seeing from Right. But, you can get in the goal line three times and score. Um, and that was, that's what I was yep. thinking.
0: So. Yeah, hundred percent. And we, I always go back to these names cause they always stick out to me, but think again about Deshaun Jackson or let's take Will Fuller, for example, he's one of those guys sure. yeah, that's exactly. maddening in a, in a, if you're in a 12 team league and you've got Will Fuller, he's probably your wide receiver three mm-hmm. or four. And with that in mind, you're going to need a little bit of consistency out of him to, for him to pay off that, that draft spot that you spent on him. Whereas in a three person league, Will Fuller is probably your like sixth or seventh wide receiver. So you're okay. If you don't use him 13 weeks, if those other three weeks, he's getting you 40 to 50 points.
1: Yep. Yep. Exactly. All right. Let's look at your, uh, your 12 team league, Mikey. Tell me, uh, tell me what yeah, you, man, did, what you you going in, how you feel about everything.
0: Yeah. So my, yeah. So let's, we'll talk about my most recent one. And for no particular reason, other than it's my most recent one, like I don't have anything special about it, but uh, you ask about strategy going in. Um, I'm, I mean, not to sound so cliche, but I'm always, you know, best on the board, best on the board, best on the board. I don't fill my roster. I don't like, I, I stick to uh ownership percentages and I stick to roster construction and not going over positional limits, but I don't come in like, okay, I need to leave the third round with three running backs or two wide receivers or anything like that. I just, I'm best player available and I let the rest kind of guide me as far as like ownership and all that goes. Um, one thing to know about underdog is that they are a half PPR format as compared to some other formats that are out there that are full PPR. Um, So naturally, that applies a little bit more weight to running backs than it would on wide receivers or tight ends, uh, or at least compared to PPR leagues. So, for example, in other uh, best ball um, platforms that I've played on, guys like Derrick Henry are guys that I have most, not avoided, but I've selected Michael Thomas or Devontae Adams instead of. Derrick Henry or honestly I've actually gone guys like Joe Mixon over Derrick Henry just because he's a guy who can catch passes now reports are out of training camp that Derrick Henry you know getting involved in the passing game and he might and if he does watch out because that dude could be the RB1 by the time it's all said and done but you come to a half PPR league like underdog and suddenly guys like Derrick Henry pass you know uh pass uh, Devontae Adams and pass uh, Joe Mixon because it's more about yardage and it's more about touchdowns. So that being said, he actually ended up being my first pick in the first round, uh, which was the seventh pick. Um, All the guys that I would have taken before him went before him. So he was the best available for me. Um, Your, your question earlier about quarterbacks, Dale, about like how many, two or three I ended up grabbing, uh, Drew Brees with the 114th pick and then I got Aaron Rodgers at pick 151 in a 12 team league which is insane to me those two are good enough for me because I want to use the remaining 16 spots on uh, running backs receivers and tight ends usually I'm grabbing three tight ends um, So you 150, know, too, if it's, 151 if what, what round is that that's uh,
1: I don't know the 12th round or something um,
0: I can call my math teacher wife real quick. That is the 13th round. Okay. So you're getting Aaron Rodgers halfway through the 13th round, or at least I did in this draft, which is, and I get it, man. He had a he had a down year and literally Devontae Adams is going to have 800 targets because there's nobody else to throw the ball to. Yep. But <laughs> like you, you're still talking about Aaron Rodgers, who's a guy that everybody knows is capable of putting up those four touchdown games pretty much anytime he wants to or needs to. Plus we're talking about a, I don't know if you, you know, believe in narratives and story plots and all that, but we're talking about a probably pissed off Aaron Rodgers after uh, the Packers drafted Jordan Love. He probably feels like he has something to prove. So I will take number 12 at, you know, pick 151 uh, all day long. And I recognize that there's Packers stuff all behind me, but it has nothing to do with that.
1: (laughs) Of course. All right. Uh, So what else you got? But maybe uh, – I mean, what what what's some surprises that you've seen? Is this app uh, – do you come across any surprises that you normally wouldn't see in some of the others uh, that you play on? Any advantages? Yeah, do? I
0: would – well, uh, so here's the thing, dude. I would actually say that uh, Underdog was a little bit more um, – difficult for me you can tell that you can tell that the people who are good at the game and like to play the game are playing over on underdog because the adp is very sharp um yeah there is there's definitely like there's not a lot of surprises in the way of value there's a lot of surprises in the way of holy shit that guy's adp is much higher than i would be willing to take him so i i think a lot of the just general values like are pretty consistent across platforms. Like I still think David Johnson is undervalued. I think PY Hilton, AJ Green, Marquise Brown, Will Fuller, Jarvis Landry, I think all those guys are are relatively undervalued, but not, not a heck of a lot of surprises between platforms that I've played on.
1: Yeah, you know, and that's one thing I will say about Underdog is their ADP, like you said, is sharp. Uh, it really mm-hmm. – I I actually really like to follow their ADP a lot more than some of the other sites that you can get ADP off of because I think it's really totally. crowdsourcing off of smart players. If that makes sense, I, I agree with that.
0: It totally it totally makes sense. You can tell that the people that play there are very good at the game, so that's the ADP that you. Yep. If you got to pull one sources ADP, that's a great place to go because you know what if you're if you're home like even if you're not doing best ball, if this, if you're just like getting ready for your home redraft league and you feel like if you feel like it's a pretty competitive league, I would say take a look at underdogs ADP because that's going to tell you what, you know, who the smart people are taking and where they're taking them. Or if you're preparing for your redraft league and your league's not super competitive, maybe you can give yourself a leg up by understanding, okay, there's a lot of smart people on this app playing this game. That, that should give me a sense of where I should be taking some of these. And
1: let's be honest because I mean, some of the quote unquote bigger sites, right. Um, won't mention any names, but you know, they might have 50 million users and 40 million of those could just be, you know, uh, office league type things that, you know, have no clue. They're just picking names on teams that they like and it throws stuff off. Oh, Totally. I mean, when you get that many, Mm -hmm. when, when you get that big of a variety, um, you get, you get things that are just a little bit off. I know eventually kind of things, you know, kind of level themselves out, but they're still going to be off. So anyways.
0: Big time. Uh, I, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. I, so as you know, Dale, I run basement brood best balls, which is just a manual thing that I do. It, it's just for fun. I get a bunch of buddies and leagues. We do best balls, ties in a little bit of a keeper aspect to it. So next year we get to keep a couple guys, but I, I'll be the first to tell you that, some of the participants that get pulled in there aren't like, they're not huge fantasy football nerds like me digging through spreadsheets. They're people who like turn on the Packer games when Packers come on on Sunday and they call it quits for a day. So you, you see them drafting guys that shouldn't be like Aaron Rodgers going in the second round or third round. So it's like ADP gets screwed up on other sites where underdog, not so much. The, the ADP there is, is for people who know what they're doing.
1: Yep. Yep. All right. Um, So what, what, uh. What running backs did you and actually, what I want to talk about, and I, I think a lot of people, let's talk about those final five rounds. Let's focus in on that for a second. Where how'd you go on those final five rounds? Because that's sometimes where the money's made.
0: So this year, in particular, regardless of platform, I find myself using the la- the late rounds to fill out my tight ends big time. Like a lot of times by the last five, I only have like one tight end, um, maybe two. So I'm I'm very late on drafting tight ends. There's a lot of research and a lot of studies out there that show that, you know, if you don't get the Travis Kelsey's and the George Kittles, you should basically just wait on tight end until later uh, Mm -hmm. in the draft and then just grab three high upside ones. Mm Give you a couple names. I have a I have a ton of T.J. Hawkinson, ton of Dallas Goddard. uh, So T.J. Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, uh, Mike Jasicki, and um, Doyle. Who's the other? Oh Noah. Uh, yeah, I don't really see him as an upside guy though. He's a very safe, like, collect some catches and you know, okay. thirty, forty, fifty yards. Um, I think he's fine. I definitely have about like six or seven percent of him. But when I'm when I'm in draft, I'm aiming for Noah Fant, uh, T.J. Hawkinson, Mike Jasicki, or Dallas Goddard, or more than just one of those because they those are the guys that ha- carry a ton of upside and could you know, potentially turn into those league winners. Those are guys that could be drafted in the top eight rounds next year. Whereas Jack Doyle, you know, is, is still going to be double digits next year, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, to answer your question, the last five rounds, I, again, we're aiming for upside. Um, I have, regardless of league, I'm, I'm targeting, I used to target Damian Harris. He was free, but now he's gaining so much like buzz that you can't get him mm-hmm. ahead of like 12th round anymore. But uh, Jarek McKinnon is still available in the last five rounds and he, he's automatic for me. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. You know,
1: and I think you yeah, know we talked he about was last year last week, before he right. got injured.
0: <laughs> right. And that's, I think about that stuff all the time, dude, is like where were guys being drafted like two years? Like you look at Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen gets drafted in the what fifth or sixth round this year, I think. And I get it. There's no, Philip rivers and they got Justin Herbert and Tyrod Taylor and the passing game will take a hit. There's no denying that, but we're also talking about a receiver that gets drafted in the first round as recently as two years ago. So it's right. like sixth round is a value at some point. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm getting it like off topic here, but yeah, Jarek McKinnon is is one of those guys that was drafted in what the fourth round, I think two years ago before he got hurt right. for the 49ers. I, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, like I recognize, he hasn't he hasn't uh, seen a football field since 2008, but or, uh, 2018. But we're talking about a you know, there's definitely a lot of philosophy behind spotting breakout running backs, and actually uh, the late round podcast JJ Zacharyson he did a really good study on this uh, not too long ago about identifying some of those late round uh, breakout candidates, and uh, Jarek McKinnon is one of those guys that checks pretty much all of JJ's boxes. And he's somebody that I was targeting well before that because, you know, Kyle Shanahan's offense we know is probably the best for running backs in all of football. Yep. We're talking about a guy who's incredibly athletic. The backfield is pretty uncertain. You know how I feel about Raheem Mostert. Um, you know, Tevin Coleman kind of fell on his face last year. I think there's a, there's a pretty clear path for Jarek McKinnon to become the RB1 for the 49ers before the season's over and you can't really find guys like that in the, you know, 15th round, which is where Jarek McKinnon's going. So he's, he's a lock for me, uh, that late. Yep. Good deal.
1: Okay. Um, Um, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, just looking at some of the late round, um, late round running backs, other late round running backs. I know you just went through a few, but any, uh, any other ones that you can.
0: Yep. So Jarek McKinnon's a lock. If you can find Damian Harris late, which you probably can't anymore. He's, Mm -hmm. he's somebody that I smashed the draft button on. Um, again, similar reason as Jarek McKinnon, right? The Patriots backfield, nobody has a clue who's going to be the guy right now at all. Right. Um, Damian Harris has a high draft capital. Um, Sony Michelle's banged up. Obviously the Patriots should score some points with Cam Newton. So, oh yeah and he catches passes that's that's the number one thing that you should be looking for with late round running backs those guys who are gonna catch passes um i am looking at um running back specifically i'm looking at um aj Dillon. still goes relatively late he's like over 100 the 140th pick there's no way the packers are you know, spending a second round pick with on him and then just letting him sit on the bench. He could be really frustrating for Aaron Jones owners because he could become the goal line guy and Aaron Jones had what 20 or uh, 18 to 20 touchdowns last year. So he's going to siphon some of that away. So that's why Aaron Jones is on my fade list this year. But um, I like the, I like stocking up on chiefs backups. So guys like Deandre Washington still goes pretty late and he's currently number two. Behind yeah. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You know what I mean? Um, that's a guy that could, you know, if he carves out a pass catching role. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't forget about Darrell, Darrell Williams either. Um, I think he's pretty talented. Right.
0: Uh,
1: he could be something. For or, the backfield.
0: well, I grabbed with my last pick in the Chiefs backfield that people were loved last year and completely forgot about this year. No. Darwin Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Darwin Thompson. Everybody yeah. loved that guy last year and for good reason. He looked great. Sure. So I mean, that's one of those guys that carries upside, right? If something happens to Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and granted you don't want to be like betting on injuries because it's that's just not a way to win fantasy football, but that offense is the best in football. Something happens to Clyde, or if it turns out CEH isn't what people expected, somebody else needs to step up there like Damian Williams did and Spencer Ware did several years ago. And if I am looking for a dart, I'm looking at DeAndre Washington. I'm looking at uh, Darwin Thompson. I'm looking at guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield over there. Um, Brian Hill is another name that, that I've come
1: across a lot. Really, really late. I'm not putting any big stock in into some of these guys, but really late when you're kind of scratching the surface and you don't feel like you have enough running back depth um these are good guys and and i do like brian hill uh it looks like i think that's gonna be number two
0: behind Gurley now yeah and he's he's free right he's an 18th round pick you can get him for free and i know i just said not to bank on injury but Gurley's one of those guys that we know for a fact has arthritis in his knees and it's very unlikely that he like I, last week, I was just telling you that I'm banging the table for him for the, you know, in the third round because we know he's going to get a ton of volume and a really good offense. But eventually, the dude with arthritis in his knees will probably break down at some point. And Brian Hill's probably a safer bet to get some action than, you know, some of those other names that I've mentioned at this point. So I think that's a great late round pick. Um, what are your thoughts on Lashawn McCoy this year?
1: Yeah. I mean, look, there's such a mixed reaction to what people are thinking Tampa Bay is going to do. I don't know if it's like the Brady lovers versus the haters um, because I do think a lot of it rests on Tom Brady's shoulders, right? Um, For sure. You know, again, you know, along with the Brian Hill pick, yeah, I could see you in the 18th round if you realize, crap, I only have, you know, whatever, five running backs I need to start – you know, I need to get somebody. Le- Le- LeSean McCoy could be the guy. Um, yeah. I don't I mean, I don't know, man. He's old. He's old. I. He's but, I old. Mean, if,
0: he's old, but – yeah, go ahead.
1: If this offense moves, which it can. I mean, Tom Brady hasn't had an offense like this in a really long time. Um, so, if, right. you know, between – His
0: weapons are scary.
1: It's, it is nuts. It's nuts. So yeah, I think LaShawn McCoy could get some opportunity in this offense. It's a late, late round guy though.
0: For sure. So yeah. And that's what we're, that's what you asked for. Some rate right. late round right. guys. So I'm looking at my ownership on shady McCoy across all my platforms, not just, uh, not just underdog, but I have, I'm at about 16%, uh, LaShawn McCoy and I'm trying, I'm actively trying to ramp that up a little bit. Um, and, and here's the reason why, Dale. When it comes to late-round running backs, the number, like, there's two main things that I'm looking for. One is that they have to catch passes. If it's just some, like, goal-line Lendale-White plotter that just, like, falls into the end zone, I'm not banking on that, right? Okay. I'm not going to bet on touchdowns. Catches are a lot more, like, predictable, so to speak. Uh, but number two, I'm looking at backfields that have a clear or at least a visible path to becoming the RB1 in that backfield. So if you look at Tampa Bay, you got their current RB1 is Ronald Jones, right? right. Ronald Jones, we know, has struggled in the past. He's he's far from a sure thing. He, a lot of people have already labeled him a bust. Um, I'm looking at his, or I'm trying to find his ADP right now as we speak. Um, here we go. Ronald Jones, he's going six, about 63rd overall, right? And that's their RB1. So right. he is going in the sixth-ish round, which is actually pretty high compared to some other leagues, right? right? But their point is, their very best running back, so to speak, is going in the sixth round, whereas most teams' best running backs are probably gone by like the fourth. Right. Their next best running back, so to speak, is KeSean Vaughn, who has been struggling in camp. Um he is Largely unproven. We don't know what to expect from him. Um, And then, of course, you got LaShawn McCoy, who is the third running back through the offense right now currently, but he's almost free in draft. Bruce Arians, if you'll remember, when he had David Johnson as a rookie, it took like eight weeks into the season for Bruce Arians to start really ramping up David Johnson's activity because he preferred Chris Johnson's fit in the scheme, which totally could apply to LaShawn McCoy. Um so my point is like he there is a visible path to LaShawn McCoy becoming the R B one in Tampa Bay, even if it's not like crystal clear and it's not obvious and it's a long shot, there's right. a visible path there. Right.
1: right. Like, there's the a stars, where... the stars could align and it could be gold.
0: Exactly. Yep. Totally. And you know he can catch passes. He's done it in the past. Um I'm not saying you're gonna get one point oh one Shady McCoy like we used to get, but if, if you can get that kind of upside in the 18th round, 17th, 16th round, that's, that's the type of guy I'm trying to grab out there. Good deal. All right, Mikey, we covered a lot of ground today, man.
1: Um, I hope you guys do go download, man, that was horrible. I hope everybody goes and downloads uh, underdog fantasy on their iPhones or whatever, whatever smartphone you have. Make sure you download it, go try it out. Like I said, you know, a, Join a three man team while you're folding laundry um take fifteen minutes out of your day Taking a poop yeah, yeah exactly. making breakfast, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, you know, and it alerts Perfect. you when it's your pick, so like you'll get that little you know vibration notice uh when it's your pick, which is always awesome. um I think I did auto pick one time with all my best ball drafts in the re- in the last week, um just because I just had no signal and I couldn't help it, uh, but I actually thought auto pick was. <laughs> kind of bailed me out it wasn't it wasn't a bad auto pick but anyways Uh, again
0: I dude speaking of speaking of auto pick and speaking of LaShawn McCoy my worst auto pick this year my only auto pick this year is LaShawn McCoy in the first freaking round of a (laughs) 12-team league because (laughs) when the well the Buccaneers right when the Buccaneers signed him I moved him to the very top of my queue so that I wouldn't forget about him uh and then when you time out it takes whoever you have at the top of your queue and it was LaShawn McCoy and I was, it's my bad. I signed up for a draft when I was hammered drunk and anyway, (laughs) it's all good.
1: (laughs) Anyways, again, uh, underdog fantasy guys, make sure you check it out. We appreciate them. They're a good partner of ours and we hope you support them because it helps us. Uh, so for Dale Lamont and Mikey Henninger, we appreciate you guys. Make sure you follow at eat, sleep, FF. Or at, what was it? Mikey. For me, BBFF Mikey. BBFF Mikey. <laughs> That's easy. That's easy to remember. BBFF Mikey. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next Wednesday for some more Best ball stuff.
0: Yeah. Eat, sleep, and a seat